Hey friend, do you ever feel like the busyness of life makes it hard to slow down and truly connect with Jesus? Do your priorities and passions feel jumbled and out of whack? Then join me this summer on my podcast, How to Study the Bible, as we dive into Spiritual Rhythms, a six-week series that will lead us through six spiritual rhythms to help us slow down and make space for Jesus in the busyness of everyday life. To guide us, I've put together a free downloadable six-week study available at NicoleUnis.com slash spiritual practices. The study will walk us through God's word as we learn to embrace daily practices that draw us closer to Jesus. Each week on the podcast, we'll walk through one spiritual rhythm that helps us discover how to spend intentional time with God, align our passions and balance our priorities, and make time and space for restfulness and celebration. Download Spiritual Rhythms for free today at NicoleUnis.com slash spiritual practices, and I'll see you on How to Say the Bible. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We're excited to invite you guys in with us as we're going to be walking with you through these spiritual practices each week. So for the next six weeks, we'll be doing this spiritual practice. You can download anytime, grab that guide and follow along with us. And we're going to get started. And this week is called a new rhythm. Okay. So we're going to talk about why we, what, what even is, what even is a spiritual rhythm or spiritual practice? Why should we care about it? And I want to give you guys the main point up front. This is what we believe. And you're going to hear us say this every single week, right pace creates right perspective. The right pace in life gives you the environment for the right perspective. And right perspective is what leads us to wisdom and peace. And we're saying all of this, of course, under the understanding that our souls are going to find that rest and that pace when we are in communion with our Heavenly Father. So how do we get there, right? Is it all Bible knowledge? Is it theology? Is it how much I pray? Is it how much you go to church? And the answer we're going to explore together. So Rev. Rachel, will you set us up? on where this idea of spiritual rhythms even came from or spiritual practices as we call them here. Ooh, yeah, I love this question. And I'm going to tell you a story. Who doesn't love that? And uh, <laughs> this is this is coming straight actually from a conversation I had with college students. So shout out Montreal College kids. Love you. Very proud. So once upon a time, there was a group or community of men and women who were a little bit frustrated with Christianity kind of in general because they lived in a place where Christianity had just become kind of the norm. It was the thing people did. And they also lived at a time where Christianity had become political and political in the sense that it was the Christian language was being used by people in power to kind of garner support 
you know, and, uh, and the church was also kind of being used institutionally for political purposes. And there are men and women who found this very, very problematic. Hmm. They had, they had a lot of questions about that. And so, and they were looking around at culture and what they were seeing people living out under kind of this banner of Christianity was not what they were seeing reflected in the life uh, of, of, of Jesus. And they'd also heard all these really awesome stories, you know, about the martyrs of the early church and how passionate they were and how they experienced persecution, how they responded. And they're really inspired by that. And so they decided that they were going to do a new thing, that they were actually going to to do this really countercultural movement of, of building and cultivating their lives around the values, the practices and the rhythms of the life of Jesus himself. Mm. Uh, and to, to make their values for their own lives kingdom values and not to have those values be reflected necessarily of what the culture around them was doing. And so we've got this language of spiritual rhythm. We're going to come back to why we, we've articulated that way. But that, and what we're particularly talking about, it comes from the decision that those young men and women made. And so they did. They actually tried this. They were pretty hardcore. And they, they literally launched a, a movement that would change the world, like just spiritual vitality and mission and arts and education and healthcare and really good beer. And so the people <laughs> who did this, yeah, yes and amen, hallelujah. And so those men and women were actually from the fourth century, we know them now to be the desert fathers and mothers. Mm. And so they launched the monastic movement. And the whole core principle of the monastic movement was what they call the rule of life. Mm. And we could talk about that. We're going to want to really get into that. So we can kind of put that on, put, talk about that a little bit more later. But that's yeah. just this whole length of, of spiritual rhythm, spiritual discipline of practices that align your life with the life, the values, the pace and the priorities of Jesus. They were the ones that, who, who looked at scripture and said, we see this in scripture. Now, how are we going to live that in our lives at this moment in time? Yeah. And of course, I'm sure as you guys were listening, you were like, Rev. Rachel, are you talking about 2023? Because as you describe that environment, right, where there's a such thing as cultural Christianity, where people put a lot of things under the banner of Christianity that maybe are not in alignment with the ways of Jesus, that people are experiencing Christianity in a really different way than what we actually see in scripture and maybe aren't even, you know, accessing that information. And this was the third and fourth century, as you said, but in a lot of ways, it's it's like where we are today. And I think as followers of Jesus, we all want to be asking ourselves the question, does my life reflect the kind of life that Jesus lived? So we wrote you guys some questions to give you some thoughts, some ways to engage that. So even if you're washing dishes or driving your car right now, you can sort of have a conversation with us. Rachel and I are going to take turns asking you a question and just leaving like a little bit of silence. And in that silence, answer the question. Just be with the Lord and answer this question. So I'm going to ask you the first one. Take a minute to think about the pace of your own life. What do you notice? What does the way you spend your time say about what you care about the most? Is there any aspect of your life that feels overwhelming right now? What does that look like in your life? You might want to bring some circumstances or relationships even to mind right now as you are thinking about that. 
take a minute to reflect on your life with God. How would you describe it? If you could change something about your schedule, what would it be? So guys, we ask you those questions to give you a chance to actually settle into the reality of your world, the reality of your life, because God wants to meet you right in the present, right in the moment that you are actually in. So often, even with Bible study, we can leave Bible knowledge in our head and never really have it sink into our heart and into our actual reality. It can become a thing we do just like all the other things we do. It's just something that we check off the list. And that is so far from the invitation of Jesus. And we've got some verses for today that we want to read to you guys. We're, we're going to read to you in the message version today, just to give you, maybe just break out of whatever that like framework is that you normally use in your Bible study and listen to these words kind of written into a modern context, these words of Jesus. Rachel, will you read to us from Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30? I would love to. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Listen to these words from Jesus from John fifteen five. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relationship is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Okay, Rach, what does this say to you as you hear these words? We're familiar with these passages, but let's just talk about, walk through our method and talk about, like, what does this say to you? What stands out? What questions do you have? Well, I think what, what really strikes me is what, what kind of God's priorities are and that God really cares about rest and relationship. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things that I really see coming to the forefront here. And we kind of get some of that even back in the creation story, right? Where God rests and just hangs out without mm-hmm. any, but we uh, rest in relationship are God's priorities. And so as I, I see that, the question that comes to mind is, okay, what about all the stuff I have to do just to live my regular life, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but two, right, the, the Bible talks also a lot about taking up your cross, denying yourself, suffering, right? And so how do those things come together? I think mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the, the big sticking point for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, yeah, I totally resonate with all that. And I, the words that really get me is this sort of third sentence where it says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. Idea of recovering your life and what is that? What it you know? What does it look like to have that kind of life and and how do I recover it? You know, I think the first question is, what does that life even look like? You know, I've been I've been doing some Bible study on my own, exploring what does the Bible really say about the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible say about our life, our living? And there is a very strong emphasis on like what your godly life just looks like, what it feels like. What kind of actions are taking place in it? And maybe I love their, your opening story. Maybe we're just at an inflection point right now where if you want to follow Jesus, you want to be asking those questions and you you can't just like 
roll into it like like maybe we have before in a sort of cultural way like all these things are provided for me and i just kind of do the thing i do my church thing i do my bible study thing but it's actually asking you the question like what does it look like for you right now wherever you are whatever you're doing right now to recover your life like and what is that life and where do you think we find rach like what comes to mind for you when you think about the backstory of jesus saying this where do you go in scripture when you think about this idea of recovering your life well, I think one of the the kind of go-tos is, is Psalm 23. That's mm-hmm. where we, we catch just so much of, of God's character and God's heart really beautifully and, and in a way that has been consistent the whole time. I think that like we've talked about that mm-hmm. before in some of our earlier episodes. Of, it really matters that we recognize that, that God's character is consistent throughout the Bible, that what God desires for human beings and for creation is consistent throughout the Bible. And so it's not like Jesus just showed up and said, hey, guys, don't worry about it. I'm changing everything up. Mm-hmm. That that was not what he did. He's actually saying, no, this is what God has desired all the time. And mm-hmm. and we see that. And so, right, the Lord is my shepherd. Or uh, you go, I think, the, I think we have the message version here, which is so beautiful. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, outside, like if you just removed everything that you know about the Christian life, everything that you've been taught about salvation, and you just engaged these words, it is so life-giving. It is such an invitation to, I think, what our heart's deepest desire really is in this world, which is to have a pace, to have a perspective, to have peace, right? To to be known, to have a shepherd who's guiding us. And that's really the invitation of Christianity. And sometimes I think when we do something like this series, we're inviting you to kind of strip away what you know and re-engage with what the invitation actually is. Like the invitation of God to you right now, the Christian life is meant to represent the fruit of the spirit, this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. That is the actual direction. And that in order for us to have this Christian character, we have to have this Christ connection, which is that John 15, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Like you can't do anything without me. So it's very important. It's like of the highest priority that as believers, we are engaging with the idea of what does it look like for me to connect to Jesus, you know, which I think is what we're going to invite you guys to do is to think about some practices that might help you connect with Jesus. Yeah. And I, if you haven't figured out already, I'm a huge church history nerd. I think it's Mm -hmm. so helpful and just kind of getting us out of ourselves, which everybody Mm -hmm. needs help with. But St. Augustine has a really, really great comment on all of this. He wrote the book called His Confessions, which is really just a prayer he's praying back to God. He says, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. So beautiful. So oh, good. so good, man. We don't make it like they used to. Sometimes <laughs> the old school stuff is just so good. Well, I was talking with a, well, maybe we'll close with this. I was talking with a friend today and I said, you know, where are the Augustans and the St. Francis's of today? And then we both just looked at each other and said, they're here. They're just, they're not on Instagram. Like you're not going to find them like they're, <laughs> they're living quiet, beautiful lives and they're in our communities. And maybe it's you, maybe it's someone listening on this podcast right now, just faithfully living out their life, growing in the fruit of the spirit. That is the invitation. And it is, it is an invitation for all of us. It doesn't matter if you are driving a UPS truck, if you are staying at home, raising kids, if you're an elementary school teacher, if you're a CEO, like No matter what you're doing in your life, the invitation to be connected and communing with Christ 
and then to bring that into your world, that is the invitation. And that's the invitation of this series. So we're really excited about it. Once again, guys, NicoleUnis.com slash spiritual practices. If you want to go grab the download that will give you these questions that we asked you today, as well as some other reading and prompts that you can follow each week as we get into this. So we're looking forward to it. We'll see you guys next week with your very first practice. Get ready. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the TMUS podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.